I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2019 season preview for the Melbourne Demons. Uh, so the first thing we'll do is go back and do a bit of a review of 2018 before we get into uh, what's in store for the Ds this year. Um, and the first place to start with 2018 was 14 wins, fifth on the ladder. But really, it was all about making finals for the Ds, and then they had two big scalps in the finals too. Massive positive for the year for them. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off with these actually they managed to stop the streak that North Melbourne had with them which uh, was all I was living for uh, <laughs> season unfortunately so yeah so we'll put that down as one of their highs the highs for the year it's my low but they're high I guess stopping the uh, the 17 game streak yeah um, mm, because yeah. you see Melbourne don't even like when anything goes to 18 um, especially Jesse Hogan oh jeez I think that was I think that was uh Bulldogs, but yeah, anyway. yeah, running with that. I don't know if we're, we're mixing things there, but that's all right. Um, what highs have you got? Uh, other highs for Melbourne for the year besides making finals? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, being an Eagles Optus Optus Oval uh, Optus Stadium, what do they call it over in the West? Yeah, Optus Stadium, I think. Optus, yeah, um, it was the way they won basically, you know, almost gave it up in the third and managed to pull it together and kick three goals, uh, in a row, um, and that helped lock up their their top eight spot in their yeah. finals berth and obviously against who would turn out to be the, the premiers uh, away from home I thought that was a massive effort for them and it just showed them that they were going to be a force in those finals they weren't just there to make up numbers to show they were you know had yeah. intent they were serious they were, they were there to finals to, to play not to yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the job wasn't done yeah and I feel like that was uh, like, um, really key to how they approached that finals confidence and you know they felt like they could be the, the underdogs that would beat anyone and they were next in line to do that. Obviously, you had Bulldogs, Tigers, Melbourne felt like it was their time, and that's going to do. And you know, gave it a great shake. Well, they also managed to put some really nice percentage on when they were having yeah. the lower teams yeah. on their on their um, last legs. They had a couple of uh, near hundred point wins. Yeah, and I think it's been a while since they've been able to put them. They've been on the you know the receiving end of those thumpings in, in years gone by. Yeah, um, and to actually you know turn it around and you know really put the foot on the throat when they had the opportunity. Um, shows a change in mindset more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, they've got, they got that son of a bitch in them now. Yeah. Yeah, they stepped up their meme game during the season. You know, it's always good to see with uh, supporters, you know, yep. take, not taking themselves so seriously. Uh, taking the chartreuse board. Yep. You're talking about Charcuterie. Yep. Close enough. Char- chartreuse yeah. is something else. Yeah, a little bit of cheese in there, a little fromagerie. Yeah. I don't know if that's what's called, but uh, yeah, so I feel like Melbourne stopped taking themselves so seriously, especially from the supporter base. And, you, you know, when you got that sort of loose, fun loving. And the environment, it seems like it pays dividends Positivity. in current football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Melbourne supporters aren't going to the game 
planning to hang themselves. Yeah, they're going to the game. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually not just turning up and uh, getting their MCC expensive beer and fucking off. Yeah, well, you can just see what the lineups for the MCC is ridiculous. They've, they, it does feel like the Melbourne supporters have come out of the woodwork, and, and that wood is aged oak, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's yeah, yeah courthouse mahogany. <laughs> I mean, part of the problem is, too, you can't park your Range Rover up at the front doorstep anymore at the G. But all those jokes about, you know, the ski season and the you know they're going to miss the Melbourne supporters, it yeah. really made way like... People still made those jokes, and we probably did too. I can't remember. Um, sure we did. But at the end of the day, you looked at the footy and go, you know what, this is good to watch as well. Yeah, it was. It was. And they had some some players you just could not take your eyes off. Um, for me, Nathan Jones is one of them, and Maxi Gorn, obviously. It's it's great that he's got Grundy. Yeah. Uh, I, I love watching those two go about their game, but especially they play each other. It's like Federer and Nadal. It is. Mm. It is. It's fantastic. Um, and they're going to be the standard of Ruckman for this generation, yep. easily. Yeah, by far. Um, so Gorn made All-Australian uh, again. Um, yep. I saw yep. the other day, I think he plays game number 100 uh, this week in, in round one. 100. Uh, and it's taken him 10 years to Jesus. get to 100. Um, so that's a great achievement for him as well. It's amazing. I had no idea. He's been in the system for 10 years and yeah, played 100 games. Well, like, his own words were, uh, didn't play much footy for the, last, for the first five years and played a lot in the last five. Was he on Melbourne's list the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it's. Uh, I think he's got better as the beard's got longer. You know, it's obviously, his uh, uh, popularity has risen with that as well. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely getting a bit of side side hustle cash with some commercials. <laughs> um, I think that uh, one of the other highs for them was uh, Angus Brayshaw. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who uh, finished? Oh. Was he third in the brown line? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think was even invited to the count. <laughs> um, I thought probably got a few extra votes than he maybe deserved, but um, you can't uh, deny he played a good year. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I liked about Melbourne is that they had toughness, but also that flair and that you know mm. uh, exciting to watch skill. Uh, so you got toughness of Jones and Viney, obviously it's a, yeah. an if with injuries and whatnot. But they seem to have both both sides of the spectrum. Unlike I feel like teams like Port, who were should have been fighting there, they're about to the yep. Melbourne. They had the flair, but all that toughness to get the ball. Well, they're able to sort of rotate that toughness role like uh, mm. Oscar McDonald I think had a ridiculous amount of um, hardball gets and contested possessions yep. uh, contested marks especially both into the ground yeah mm. um, just being able to not have to rely on that one contested possession getter that one in and under they were able to rotate it in and out so you couldn't uh, block the guy who's getting it but the guy who wasn't in the uh, in and under role was actually able to sit for that first hand out kind of thing yep. and then you got a free runner running up and next thing you know you're off and it, it's it's hard to watch when you're playing them, but when they're given someone uh, hiding, it's yeah. uh, it's attractive footy. Yeah, um, Oliver as well continued his uh, expected rise, and uh, I thought he was their best player for the year as well. Um, I think he might have been third or fourth in the league for possessions. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Yep, and he's turned it on. Didn't matter who was on him. He you know figured out a way to get the ball himself, and that sort of nous is something that can't really be coached. But you can also take notes from other players' games and figure out what yeah. works for you. Could uh, kick a little bit more often if you liked. But. Yeah, yeah. So he is like a very aware player. He you know looks what's going on and figures his way through the game, which is very good. Um, so they're uh, the highs uh, for Melbourne. And, well, and I'd say one more was yep. seven matches in a row kicking more than 100. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. if you can do that as a team, geez, you're looking all right. And I think they won uh, all but one of those. Yeah, which would have been the Geelong game they would have lost, I think. Um, from, from memory yeah you're right putting on some big scores okay not many teams that played uh, finals but uh, yeah they they did alright yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so the lows uh, for the D's for the year uh, Jakey Levy's injury has to be uh, 
was that round yeah. round one, round two? Yeah, <laughs> lose your big uh, off season recruit um, for for the year. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame to see any player having any player like that. But this could yeah. be the Adelaide curse. They get rid of a star and he's just broken down for. Uh, I mean, we we'll talk about Tippett. But Tippett I don't have another one, but uh, yeah, Tippett. I mean, Dangerfield. Dangerfield yeah, he won the Brownlow the year after he left. But Shit. besides yeah, that, that theory, fuck. But the exception that proves the rule. That's, yeah. that's the thing that people say. But then he got injured and had to play four pocket. Like three, <laughs> yeah. three years later, kick six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bastard. Um, um, so for the lawyers that I had was uh, they sort of let let go in the, the middle of the season, especially around that buy period. Yeah, went through a, a patch where they lost. Well, you had a buy in the middle, lost three in a row with a buy in there as well. Um, they were totally outclassed by the Pies in round 12. That was on, was it Queen's birthday, yeah. Monday night one? Yeah. Um, just got dominated. And they're the teams that you're fighting for, yep. not only just for respect, but for position when it comes to the point Actually, in the season. Also- Respect's a good word there, because that was what they were saying. Like, you know, we're going to challenge now. We're, yeah. we're serious about this. We're going to make this our marquee day. Yeah. Um, they got to the point now where Collingwood Collingwood used to give them Queen's birthday every year and Collingwood now going oh actually we might yeah. we, we might host that every yeah. now and then too I think um, they're alternating it now aren't they they are now yeah, yeah. Um, and Melbourne that's their only marquee game so they have mm. to put in a grand final effort yeah. well actually they've done well now because they've got two marquee games they play the night before Anzac Day um, that's right play the Tigers yeah, yeah. Yep, and the, after that week they had the buy, so you think that's enough time to get that? Well, get a shit sorted. You, yeah, I guess there is another theory where, like I know racing car drivers talked about, they had the bad race, they just want to get back out there and, yeah. and fix it and do it again. Same with fighters and whatnot. So maybe there is something to that, but I would hope uh, buy around to professionals. It gives you time to reset. Go back out there, and they're playing um, Port the next round, and they got done by Port by ten points. Um, that's not something that they would. That's not a game they would have pointed out and gone. Uh, we're going to lose this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they would have really wanted to win that, and then getting getting just tipped by the Saints the following round. That's got to be a confidence destroyer going through those periods, especially after a break where you want to be just get rid of the the you know the stress of AFL footy, and you come back and there's more stress just piled on waiting for you. Yeah. Um, but it does sort of show their their. Um, um, to their credit, how they turned that around and managed yeah. to have a solid run in the back half. But if, you know, when you want to pick lows, I think that was the lowest part of their season was figuring out how they're going to get around that that losing streak. I I agree. Uh, they should never have lost to to the Saints. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, it is sort of a positive that they turned that around and obviously end up finishing fifth. Yeah. Um, I didn't put their prelim final loss as a low because yeah. they still won a couple of finals, and I know yep. it's not. You know, we're happy to make it here, but it's they'd be better for the loss. You know, they, yep. they played in a prelim final now. Yeah, very few teams can go from not playing finals for as long as they have to winning a flag. Like, to, yeah, it, to, it just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. I mean, except for you know Richmond and the Bulldogs, but yeah. besides that, <laughs> yeah, really. uh, no, they, but you're right, they're rare. Yeah. They made finals the years, years before they. We, we tried, no, we, we tried. tried. <laughs> they, we lost finals before they won it. Well, we, we lost finals before we even got in the finals three or four times. years before, but. Um, the, the other lows I had is sort of the same thing you were saying. Like um, when you have a poor effort, and you come out, you go, okay, well, we'll make up for that. Yeah. They lost to Hawthorne in round three or something like that by 10 goals in the wet. Yeah. Um, and then the next week was their first marquee match of the year, the night before Anzac Day. Mm. And they were insipid against Richmond. That yeah. Day, yeah. And lost by eight goals. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the positive is they actually, obviously, they turned it around from those two low periods of the year yeah. and had a very, very good year. Um, but yeah, to, to lose like 10 goals in the wet and then to yeah, come out, tough. All right, we, we're fighting, we're arguing, we want marquee matches. We've got one against the reigning premier hmm. and I mean, Richmond played well, but they didn't play that well. Yes. And it's a wet weather game. Like that's even the slate uh, a yeah. whole lot more. 
Yeah, to get absolutely thumped in the wet. So obviously, maybe the wet's uh, one of their weaknesses. Yep. Uh, but anyway, let's look forward to 2019. And they've had some uh, movements in the off-season. Um, they've had some pretty big outs, you'd have to say. Obviously, uh, Jesse Hogan. Um, the yep. first one. He had a good year when he played. And he played uh, more games than he has in other seasons. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, massive talent, but... You need a bit more professionalism. I feel like Melbourne well, was missing. Well, in the last uh, twenty-four hours, it's come out that he, you know, he got on the source out at Frio, and yeah. um, he won't be playing round one because of it. Um, and now all those rumours start to, yeah, well, actually, he used to do this a little bit. Yeah, we knew this was behind him, and uh, and then you start thinking, him and Jack Watts are in the same team. <laughs> Imagine how fucking loose their nights out were. Oh, we, we haven't seen him go swimming yet, so you never know. That's exactly right. He's moving back to the you know big coastal town. So. so Right now, as we sit here before round one, that looks like a genius move because they got high picks for him. Yeah, um, that uh, will go into their ins. Yeah, and Frio, we're playing hardball to get him, and obviously it's come out afterwards that maybe they didn't particularly want him and he got, yeah. got overruled. Yeah, but. there's got that that trade is going to be talked about for years to come. I feel. Yeah, um, Harley Ballack, um, uh, Thomas Bug, uh, Cam Pedersen. Um, Dean Kent and Dom Tyson, um, yep. who sort of all thereabouts players, and you could have kept one or two, and yeah. um, but it, it does look like they've gone. You know what? Uh, you're not best twenty-two, so therefore we don't want you. Yep. Yeah, and I mean I can't really disagree with a lot of those calls. Um, Peterson was serviceable, but yeah. they got what they what they could out of him. I mean, he was a recycled player from a recycled player. Yeah. Um, I think he had his his career best at Melbourne. But uh, he's kind of in that Sean McKernan sort of mould, like not not enough to be a best twenty two, but yeah. he's good to plug holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit of a hole And uh, I think with the uh, McDonalds um, coming on, they sort of did what he did, but better. Yeah, and five or six years younger. Um, I think he played a lot in the uh, VFL f- and had good games in the VFL finals, but um, not enough to d- deserve your spot. Yeah, I mean, you've got to feel for the bloke. His nickname is Pedo, and yeah. fuck, that's a, it's a that's hard, a hard one, to one to live with. with. So we're there after a bear. What's wrong yeah. with that? And Bernie Vince pulled up stumps as well. Um, I think that um, moving over from Adelaide, uh, they got the best out of him. Yeah. Um, he, he, he did well for them in, in a time when they needed it. He was value for money. Absolutely, he was. Um, they're ins. Uh, Stevie May is the big one. Yeah. Um, they uh, used the pick they got for uh, Jesse Hogan to shift something. They needed a big mongrel down back, and they yep. got one. And they stand to keep him disciplined, and he'll be an out star. I'm hoping that the the you know less stress on May's shoulders to be a leader uh, will have an effect on this game, just make him a little bit more in line. And hopefully, the examples that have been set by the leadership team at Melbourne bring him into line. He's not yep. the one setting the culture now; he's the one that has to follow the culture they've got. I imagine he's still going to be pissed off about something. He just looks like he's permanently pissed off. He does. Yeah, he'll be yeah. angry that he can't take his holidays early this season. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a little bit unlucky with his suspension in the JLT. Because uh, you can see, he wasn't trying. He, he pulled up, yeah. but he still hit the bloke in the head. Yeah. You go, oh, mate, yeah, we don't want you to do that It's anymore. old habits. <laughs> it is. It's hard to get away with it. Um, they got uh, College Asney um, came with the, the deal. Um, he might play, but when you're losing, you know, Balak, Bug, um, Kent and Tyson, and then you pick up College Asney, uh, he's a bit younger, I guess. Yeah. So there's still hope that he uh, re- uh, improves from there. Yeah. And big Braden Pruce. Um, so obviously they want a bit of backup Ruckman for Gorn. Yep. Uh, which is interesting. Well, maybe, I think he's the perfect um, foil for Gorn because everything that makes Gorn uh, great is his uh, speed, um, his ability to read the ball, and his just nonstop run. He's tap ruck work. Yeah. yeah. What he's best at. Yeah. Uh, whereas Pruce is kind of his polar opposite. His, his tank isn't there. He will not run in a game. No. But he's a fucking beast. 
Yeah. Um, he's a big unit. Yeah. And in a team that already has a really good amount of uh, small, hard players, he's just that monster that makes sure no one ever, ever gives him a touch-up. Um, if he can actually get himself sorted as a, a swing player that can come in from, say, uh, centre-half-back or even swapping out from the bench might be something they're looking at doing with him. But he, he he won't be able to carry ruck roll himself for the whole match, no, no matter what happens with Gorn. So as a backup, not that great. But as a, something to complement Gorn, especially when they're playing against teams that can... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Field uh, bigger bodies. He is a bloke that you want on your squad. He, he won't play 22 games because he'll be suspended for at least three of them if he does everything right. But uh, he, he's, he adds a new dimension to what they have. be interesting to see if he's named in round one, how Melbourne lines up. I wouldn't be surprised if... It was like, oh, I don't know if anyone else was, but I was surprised when Melbourne picked him up. It seemed like yeah. accessible they needed. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, behind, the, behind the doors there were some issues with Gorn across the whole season plus finals about endurance or maybe just niggles. And so they... As a as a way to have a backup plan for that, when they don't, they're looking to go further in the finals, so it's going to be a longer season for them. Yeah. Maybe that's their goal, and so they will give Bruce a lot, lot longer run than maybe expected, just for the the longevity sake of, of Gorn's season. Gorn. Yeah. yeah, okay, because yeah, he's a highly targeted so. player as well, and now that's that true. he won't have to be the enforcer because um, Bruce's body is yeah. huge. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a tactical move just to get a bit more longevity endurance out of Max Cross uh, Premiership tilt season. I want to yeah. see that happen too. Like he lines up, Gorn lines up on Mumford, and uh, Mumford's doing his usual sort of drug thing, that too. Give him a bit of a, a rib tickler every once in a while, and then he's like, "All right, fuck it, subboard, I'm off." <laughs> on comes Proust. I, I want to see those two go at it. I wanted to see that for the last I don't know how many seasons that Proust has been in the system. I want to see he and Mumford go head to head. I don't think they call it a sub. I think they call it a tag. <laughs> just, just for that one. He could come on with a steel chair. That could actually, absolutely happen. Would not surprise me at least. Um, all right, let's have a look at their draw. Their double ups uh, for the year. They've got uh, double ups with West Coast, Richmond, Collingwood. Jeez, that's a that's a rough old. Yeah, it is tough, there. but you know that's where you are. That's where you are. Um, Sydney and the Saints. Um, so, I mean, their only easy one there is the Saints, and they should get big wins against them. But, however, yep. like we went through, they lost to the Saints last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so a lapse in concentration mm. could actually cost them. I don't see that happening this year just because they won't take the Saints easy. Um, Surely not. Yeah. They couldn't. I mean, you, you want to put a hurting. I think they got a bit confident with their previous hurtings on the bottom four. Yeah. And maybe just expected to walk it in and it didn't happen. But uh, I, I like the Collingwood matchups because I think... Melbourne and Collingwood should be having a brilliant rivalry right now. With the Queen's yeah. birthday game, yeah. both uh, 
Collingwood would say slightly closer to Premiership, having just fallen short by a kick last season. Yep. But they both play a similar game. They both got very exciting mixture of uh, youth and experience. Uh, and both have probably gotten better in the off-season. But uh, having said that, both these teams legitimately should be aiming for a premiership this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, when they're talking to the media, they say, oh, we just want to finish in the finals or we just want to top four for that double chance. They are thinking premiership and they have every right to. It's not yeah. a, it's not a pie-eyed dream Oh, look, if they weren't, then uh, someone's wasting yeah. their fucking time turning up to work. Well, that's why I feel like they've got to be happy about these double ups because not only is it that exposure you get to these teams but it's the data you get out of it yeah. of their game, their that's strategies, true. how yeah. they play. You go back and you analyse all that and that's how you formulate a game plan against teams that you're very likely going to be playing finals against. So, Especially with so many rule changes this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Right. so you are looking at just getting information and figuring out how you work with that and what, what your strategy is going to be, what your options are for finals as opposed to looking at we need this win. Um, and when you look back on uh, 2018 as well like they played Geelong twice lost twice yep. um, and then came back and beat them yep. in the finals yeah same as uh, Pies with the Tigers yep we lost twice lost the season, twice the came, season back came back and, and demolished them, them. Mm. And, um, and it was a whole game plan too yeah yeah and they both of them had to play well to do it yeah um, so they get that opportunity um, with those double ups and um, yeah if, if they lose you know twice to West Coast Richmond and Collingwood then you're not premiership quality anyway so it doesn't matter yeah um all right, so he's he's having a big year for Melbourne this year. Well, it's hard to pick one. It is really hard to pick one. But Tom, you Tom expect McDonald. a lot. Is this the year that Petrucker uh, becomes an out star? Does he stay fit? Um, yeah, uh, four years in the system, I think. Four years, but he's the body that doesn't get good until twenty eight. Yeah, so you still want to see him improve this season. Maybe this Bruce um, pickup isn't actually to support Gorn, but it's to support Petrucker. Could be. Um, stick him in there, make their tall people have to stretch across, you know, uh, a wider area. Uh, maybe you can exploit some some other people's weaknesses in regards to size and ability. Maybe he's just getting on the same protein. He could be. He's always yeah. been a broad lad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Petrarca. Um, and you said uh, Tom McDonald. Um, yeah. Which end of the ground do you reckon he's playing at? Both. I, yeah. I think he has to be that uh, swing player because I think <laughs> um, the way the game's going to set up this season, you can't. Uh, you can't have one game style that you play all teams in. Yeah, you're going to need that adaptability and flexibility, and his ability to swing a game at either end. I don't think there's many players that can do that. I don't think there's many players running around now, if any. Yeah, right at the very moment. Um, geez, that's a good starting uh, midfield for him as well. If you got Gorn, who's the reigning All Australian mm-hmm. ruckman, you put Oliver Viney Petrarca. Um, and then you've got Brayshaw, who's, you know, like we said, third yeah. in the Brownlow who can run through there. Yep. Um, Nathan Jones haven't even got a mention yet. No, he's going to be in the hard, hard yards. I mean, he could be the winger. Yeah, he, just he, running there. he could be halfback flanker and just directing traffic. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's it's scary. You can have those kicking down forwards to one of the McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, uh, Kennedy Harris underneath uh, yeah. trying to kick a few goals. It makes you really excited about their double-ups against Collingwood. Uh, it's going to be an yeah. amazing ever, especially where both are going to be at MCG. Um, it is hard. To, I found it hard to just limit it down to you know less than 12 players yeah. are going to have a big yeah. year. Um, I think May's going to be big. I think Jakey Lever's going to be big once yeah. he comes back. You know, That's um, a different back line. Um, for the entire year for him. Yeah, and that massive means back line. The McDonald boys can spend more time up forward yep. where they're, they're yep. far more dangerous. Um, and Viney didn't play for, what, half the season last year? Pretty much, yeah. yep. Um, if he's right and going, God yeah. damn it, there's a wrecking ball. It is, but there yeah. were serious concerns with his health, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a big if. They've got so many players I like watching. Yeah. Like uh, Viney, Jones, uh, Gorn, 
great players to watch. Yeah. Um, they're shaking the tag of... Uh, they've always had a, a whipping boy, somebody you laugh at. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, a recruit. Like, why'd you recruit him? Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is for him anymore. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be. Because they're probably not exposing them to AFL anymore. I think probably Jakey Lever's the only one that's uh, trying to shake that tag this season just because they've got any value out of him, but I reckon they probably will. Yeah, yeah it's not his fault. Um, who's on the outer for him? Who's in trouble at the, the Ds? I think just anyone outside the best 22. If, if they might not get a look in. Yeah, if you're struggling to break into the squad, laddie, it ain't going to happen for you. Well, with well, their pickups, Jordan Lewis has got to be getting close to be on the outer, hasn't he? They don't I, need the experience anymore. Honestly, I forgot about him. I, I think so as well. J- yeah. Jordan Lewis is what I had down. I think he's about 33. Yeah, um, and they don't need his experience 31, anymore. 32 now. Especially you're bringing in May, you got Lever coming in. Like, where do you slot him in? I think you need his experience. This is the last year you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. before, I mean, when they played in their first final... I think um, the combined finals of the Melbourne team was something like 22, and yep. he played 21 of them. Right. Um, yep. or, or thereabouts. Um, now, they've all had that taste. They've all played you know, a couple of finals. Um, he shouldn't be best 22 anymore. Let's just, if they make September and uh, you know, just about everyone's fit, yeah. he, he ain't getting a Guernsey. However, the runner restriction this year. Yeah. Um, so you need coaches out on the field. Yeah. And. Uh, Whatever you say about Jordan Lewis, he's a smart footballer, yeah, and he knows where to send people, um, especially when it's in the tight parts of the games. Um, but he's been relatively suspension free to at the at D's. Yeah, I think he's had a couple of fines. That's about it. Yeah. But mm. to be fair, I don't think he's fast enough to catch up to people to snot him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the, other, the only other one I had down was Nathan Jones, just because I don't think he's in their best midfield anymore. Yeah. He's thirty one. But I can't see a team running out without him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just put him down because I had to think of somebody else. Yeah. Who do you think the next captain is? Viney. Viney uh, is only 24. He's co-captain sure. at the minute. Uh, I can't see it changing him. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I think he's got another 10 years in that role. Mm. Um, Provided he his body right. Yeah. Um, if he wants to hand it over in three or four years, I think you've got plenty of options in Oliver, um, Brayshaw, Petrarca. Mm. It might even be a lever by then or either of the McDonald boys. I mean, you got options there. They're, they're leaders in the making. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think Maxi Gorn will keep playing until he's 50 as well. <laughs> he could actually be 50 already. <laughs> just yeah. about to say that, yeah. Um, or he could be 20 and just smoke plenty of bongs. <laughs> so, uh, usually now we do our ladder predictors of where we think they're going to finish for the year. I think this is the only team that we had an all-out consensus on where they're going to finish. Yeah, really? literally the only team. Where we, did I have them? Fourth. Fourth. There so you we, we had the D's making sense. the top four, getting a double chance. Yep. Um, I mean, it sounds about right. You mean, because it's hard to figure out where that... It's percentage in a lot of these spots, yep. really. So yeah, it's exactly. really hard to, to look at it from the preseason. Yeah. And on previous form, they, they do rack up the percentage, so... They can score quickly. Yeah. They move the ball fast. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I, I don't think uh, they're going to finish top spot, but... It's been a, a fairly rarity that the yeah. minor premier will actually win the flag, so I think they'll yeah. be looking to keep their power to drive it, and yep. uh, they'll pick up their easy wins where they can. They'll earn the hard wins, yep. and if they lose a couple on the way, but they get through to you know, uh, July with no injury concerns, they'll be pretty happy. Uh, just got back through my head, 2013 was the last time the minor premier won, so that's nearly right. six years now. Yep. Um, uh, also, they played three finals this year in front of sold-out crowds. Um, you know, and mm. Melbourne haven't played in front of sold-out crowds for a decade yeah. before that. They'll play double-ups against West Coast. They'll be sold-out uh, over there at Will. 
Yeah. Uh, Richmond will be sold out twice. Yep. Collingwood will be sold out twice. They're going to get used to big games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I put them fourth. And if you know a couple of things go their way, they could go higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll split the difference on a couple of those matches. But the experience of playing in front of that crowd and against those teams will put them in massive, yeah. massive good stead for September action. It's mm. a dangerous thing that Melbourne have got this year, and that's optimism. Yep. We've seen it happen before. It can blow back yeah. in your face. But no, we've yeah. all got them playing in the yeah. top four. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting up the ski slopes and having them empty. So <laughs> hope they do pretty well. That's this one done. All right, peace. Oh, just... ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.